This weekly podcast inspires you to step outside of your comfort zone. My name is Zakir Muhammad, and I'm your host of the Living Legacy Podcast. I am a cancer survivor, brand cultivator, strategist, author, and world traveler. This Living Legacy Podcast features women of purpose sharing stories of resilience. They are single and married. They are artists and entrepreneurs who run businesses and juggle parenthood. If you are ready to hear interviews about professionalism, entrepreneurship, travel, life, and love, you are in the right place. They will share stories of how they overcame adversity while seeing life through a different lens. Let's get into it. So today on the Living Legacy Podcast, we have Linda Ali. She is a nonprofit consultant, published author, and international speaker. After dedicating several years as a certified life and leadership coach, now she helps women all over the world to find clarity, overcome personal and professional roadblocks, and equipping them with the strategy to live a fulfilling lifestyle. So she also wrote a book. She wrote Memoirs of a Working Mother, Fighting for Balance, Managing Expectation, and Channeling Love. So it's a self-help tool for women to thrive at home, at work. And in this book, she challenges uh, and talks about the stories of working after childbirth, battling fibroids, finding that balance between work and family, and just a lot of reflection and strategies and stories from other women as well. So her purpose is definitely to guide other women to help them to shift away from being stuck and in a place of feeling fulfilled. She's also the CEO of WILD, also also known as Women in Leadership Development and Empowerment, INC. So it's a charity organization serving women in underserved communities through mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. Um, And She's an amazing woman also. She's in active duty. She's in the Air Force, the medical service. So she's currently a CFO with that. And she is part Cameroonian. So we're going to, she, she is Cameroonian. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about how we met. So hi, Linda. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. How are you today? Pretty good. Thanks for having me. How are you? Hope you're staying safe and healthy. I am good. That's yes, awesome. that's the priority. Just staying safe and mentally healthy and happy. That's, that's awesome. Here's, I think, what's interesting about us. So we do know each other. I mean, this is the first time I would say, like, seeing each other's face in a while. But we know each other because we were both going through the immigration process around the same time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we were both kind of bringing our husbands together at the same time. And so ironically, I was looking for a community even back then. And so it's so ironic that I end up bonding with other fellow business women and entrepreneurs. So even though that chapter of my life has closed, the friendship that I've made has definitely stayed. And so that's how we know each other. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's amazing what you find on Facebook, right? And the relationships and connections that you turn to build after that. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how relationships have built or helped you to serve your purpose. Oh, wow. So for me, really, I learned uh, very early on to be very selective about my circle. I really don't believe in quantitative relationships. I have very few friends and uh, my friends come with layers. So you have um, there is an inner circle, a mid circle, and an outer circle. So, and then there are those that don't feature in any of the circles at all. So, and each circle has its own purpose in my life. 
and I have a purpose in that. And every relationship to me should be treated like a business. What am I bringing to the table and what are you bringing to the table? Because at the end of the day, relationships are meant to um, build each other up. So at any given time where I feel any particular person is no longer serving their purpose in my life, or if I am not serving any uh, purpose in their life, then you get taken out of the circle. So for me, um, relationships are so important. We need people to do life. We cannot do life alone. But it's even more important to do life with the right people. And when I seek relationships or accept relationships, it's very intentional. You know, what am I going after that relationship for? Maybe I'm just, I just have some, something that I feel it could be beneficial to that person's life. And I just want to give. Some relationships, I really seek them just because I want to give. I want to instill something. And some relationships is because I need something. Anybody that says you don't want anything from relationships is just lying to themselves. You need something. It may be someone to listen to. It may be a shoulder to lean on. It may be just comfort. It may be a business relationship. It may be personal. It may be love. But when each time we have human interaction, we're giving, taking, and sharing a mutualistic benefit. When it becomes parasitic, and parasitic, I'm talking about relationships where it's just one-sided. You're constantly giving and somebody constantly taking and taking and not adding any value. You need to rethink those relationships. So how relationships have helped me, I think the important thing is I am very selective and intentional about the people that I bring in my circle. And the people that I bring in have definitely helped me grow and continue to help me grow. And I wake up every day to thinking how I can better contribute to my circle and enrich my circle. Now, what do you do now? Because I know you have started multiple businesses that also kind of almost align with your book as far as helping other women. So what do you do now? I'm the president of um, Women in Leadership, Development and Empowerment, which is a professional women's charity. We're a membership-based organization. We're registered here in Delaware and also in Georgia. And we are women that come together to, um, we support each other and also support communities. So when I talk about supporting each other, right, everybody always talks about, you know, you write a little Facebook post and you talk about sisters supporting sisters, women empowerment and this. How are you doing that in practicality? That's where WILD comes in. If you have a doctor in our means, we make sure we consume them first before we go outside. You have a life coach and we need a life coach. We make sure we come to you first before we go outside. We build each other up, both personally and professionally. We support each other's businesses. And we then use our skills and our experiences and enrich other women and communities. So we do so through humanitarian missions in underserved communities, humanitarian missions here, um, whether it's feeding the homeless, you know, and through our workshops and events. We do a lot of events that focus on taking care of the women. Uh, one thing I'm so proud of that, you know, I've done a lot of things, but this one really touched my heart is I give mom a break day. So this is an initiative that I started this year in January, and we're going to be doing it twice a year. The next one is October 4th, you know, if everything goes on as planned. But if we don't do it this year, we are definitely going to continue doing it on the first quarter and the fourth quarter. And give mom a break day is one day that we charge working mothers to drop everything and come so we take care of you. This is a free community event. Our goal is to 
avoid burnout by having mothers just pause for one day and get pampered. So they come in, they get massages, they get manicures, they get some good food, we dance. I teach a time management class because I think it's so important to know how to effectively uh, manage your 24 hours as a mother. Uh, we have um, guided uh, somebody, the last one, we had someone come in and teach guided meditation. We had a nutritionist on site and she was teaching, you know, how to eat healthy and not just healthy, but also quick meals you can make for your family and yourself and be out the door. We had fitness, you know, quick workout techniques to you to do. So you stay healthy, fit, and still effective. And, you know, we we had a lot of beautiful vendors, you know, for, for beauty supplies, skincare, just, it was a phenomenal day. And I've, as I said, I look back on a lot of things that we've done and that one really touched my heart because we just did it. We, we, we partnered with a lot of local businesses, restaurants, even the facility. We did it at Harvest Ridge Winery. They gave us their venue for free. And, you know, we just brought mothers together. When we started this, we said we want to do 30 women uh, every time. We kept getting so much requests, we doubled that number. I would have emails of women saying, oh, I'm a working mother. I've not had a break in, in months. I have three kids. Can I really want to come? We kept expanding it and ended up hosting um, 60 moms with accumulative almost 100 people in that room on that day. And then we also, our Women's Wellness and Business Conference is our biggest event in the year. And that's something that's also dear to us because that's our biggest conference. And it really aligns with our four pillars. Our pillars are mental wellness, physical wellness, financial wellness, and spiritual literacy. We start all our events with the wellness part because I strongly believe that we cannot go out there and be boss moms and make all this money if we are not taking care of ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, we have to build the whole woman concept first. Then we can go out there and make money. Not saying if you are broken, you cannot make money, but are you really making money to your best ability? So if you imagine making money while you are broken and you're um, mentally not okay, think about if you are whole, you have fed your body uh, mind and soul. Think about your your potential, your capabilities. If you can just take care of yourself first, you know. So we always start our events with the wellness part, you know, because a lot of people think that our biggest challenge is money, and I say it's not. When you have a narrow vision and all you can see is money, you miss out a lot of things happening around you that could actually give you more money, because you're focused on a couple of dollars ahead of you, and that's all you're looking at. So we have to really look at life um, from a more um, global perspective and not just think that money is going to solve all our problems. Because number one, everybody has different problems and different layers of the same problem. So you got to first search deep within you. And if you are taking care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, that helps you identify, you know, what your stresses are, what are your challenges, and then you can heal. And then, you know, while, while so doing, you're then working on that business or, you know, that, that next um, check, wherever it may come from, you know. And then we're currently doing our COVID-19 um, support initiative, which is something to that I really, uh, I'm so glad we could pull this together, especially having canceled our last conference because um, our Women's Wellness and Business Conference was scheduled on March um, 
uh, 13 and, and 14, and it was canceled this year due to the coronavirus. That was such a, I don't, it was a hard decision to make. We, I wouldn't even say decision because we had to cancel it because the state had gone into a, a, a state of emergency and we could not, the state was not allowing gatherings over 100 people. So we had to cancel the conference. And what people don't see is it's a lot of money that goes into planning events. So canceling that event hurt us financially, hurt us emotionally, you know, hurt us mentally. It hurt us in so many ways, um, but we're still building. Uh, but, you know, it was so important that we do what was right and make sure that we do what was healthy and safe. Because our conferences, we really grow a, a huge, strong network. Our conferences, people give hugs, people cry, people, you know. So we couldn't do the conference and be socially distanced. It just not, it's, that's not just the conference that we put forward. So we are hoping it's been um, postponed uh, pending um, the state opening back up. And if it opens back up in time, we will reschedule for this year. If it doesn't, we're just going to um, focus our energy on planning the next event and life goes on. But even with our financial constraints from canceling the conference, I am so excited that we still could come together and start this COVID-19 support campaign where we are helping institutions by providing them surgical masks and N95 masks for their frontline healthcare workers. We are also providing surgical masks to expectant mothers. So I know we don't have proof that expectant mothers are at higher risk of the coronavirus, but there's no proof saying that they are not. We have uh, an intake form on our website if you meet the criteria because we're vetting people as well. We have surgical masks and N95 masks to you for free. On that website, you can make your request for a mask. We, uh, we have a few questions. It's a very short form. It would probably take you three minutes. And also on that website, if you um, say, hey, this is an awesome thing you guys are doing, I'd like to support, you can do it right there on that website as well. Mm -hmm. You can also go ahead and share your website and your, your niche right now. Yeah, so Wild Inc., so W-I-L-D-E-I-N-C dot org and forward slash COVID-19. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Silence the Shame is on a mission to empower and educate communities on mental health and wellness. To learn more about the organization, visit their website, silencetheshame.com. Subscribe to the Silence the Shame podcast, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Also, check out and subscribe to Silence the Shame TV on YouTube to see past community conversations, webinars, and more. To show your support, please consider donating by texting SILENCE to 707070 or at silencetheshame.com. Now tell me how you met your husband. Oh, wow. My husband and I, we met, um, we met 10 years before we actually got married. So we met on a cruise 10 years um, ago. Well, not 10 years from today, 10 years from the day we got married. You know, he approached me. We had gotten out and we were out on the streets buying food. And he walks up to me from behind and asked if he could pay for my food. And I turned around and said, I could buy my own food. And then he said, I'm going to marry you. And I'm like, who is this? What are you talking about? 
you know, I didn't take him seriously at all, but he was very charming and I was getting hot headed. He was just calm and he asked for my number and I gave him my number. So we tried to stay in touch for almost a year and a half, two years and lost contact. And 10 years from that, um, I got a message on Facebook and it was a hi. And I was like, okay, who is this sending me hi? And I never go researching who messages me on Facebook. If you don't have a Facebook picture, I don't recognize you. I don't respond. I ignore it. But this particular hi, I went looking and looking and he didn't have pictures on Facebook. But I went through pictures where people had tagged him. He only had three friends. Till this day, he blames me that. When we met, he had three friends, and I'm the reason he has all these friends now because I made people discover him, right? So I started just looking um, to see any um, mutual friends, and I saw pictures where people had tapped him on there, and I'm like, oh my God, it's you. So I messaged him, I responded to the hi, and I said, is this Tay? And he responded and said, yes, the one and only. Can I have your number? So I said, you can take all 10 of them, and We've been talking things ever since. So we, um, he called me the next day and we had a really deep conversation just about life relationships and, you know, stuff like that. I was also very open and honest with him about what I wanted in a relationship. Um, because prior to that, I've been engaged before. So I was engaged. It did not work out. It was somebody that I could not look at and call a husband. It was somebody I could not look at and say, this will be the father of my kids. But I wanted to get married and I held on to that relationship. But it really took a lot of prayers for me to um, realize that, no, marriage is not just a title. Marriage is a ministry. I need to marry a man that I can love and respect, a man that would love and respect me, a man that you know I would honor, a man that would be an efficient um, husband to me, um, just like the Bible said. So... With that mentality, I also wanted a marriage that aligns with God's perfect will for me and not just his permissive will. So with that, I started, you know, being very intentional. And again, we're talking about being intentional in relationship. And I woke up one day and took off that engagement ring and I never put it back on. So it was almost three years from that before I met my husband. And during that time, it really been a journey for me um, because the first year was really just finding myself again. I'd been lost in a relationship that was not um, healthy or beneficial for me. And, you know, and when I say not healthy, I'm not talking about abuse or nothing like that because people equate healthy relationships to abuse. Relationships that are not productive, relationships that are not positive are unhealthy. They're different forms of unhealthy relationships. So it wasn't healthy for me. It wasn't somebody that I would call husband. So... The first year really was me getting back on my journey, finding myself again, getting back aligned with God and what was my purpose, you know, and just loving myself again. I love myself too much and really realized, you know, what I wanted, what I wanted in a marriage. And I was not going to accept anything less than what I wanted. And so during this time, I really, I spent a lot of time really enjoying myself. You know, I, I, I had a business, I had a great career, I had a lot going on for me. I had friends, I had family. And I remember a colleague had told me a few years prior to that, that she was going to the movies. And I said, who are you going with? And she said, by myself. And I said, are you crazy? 
But now this was me. I was like, oh my God, I've been missing out. She wasn't crazy. I was crazy. I would dress up, go to the restaurant, have dinner. I would sit at the bar and order my food there because I didn't want to sit in the cubicle by myself. I would sit right at the bar and you have people coming and trying to buy you drinks. And I'm like, no, I just want to have, can I just have a good time by myself? <laughs> and I'll be on my phone ordering clothes online. I love online shopping and stuff like it. Just had a good time. Go out, watch a great movie. You know, I enjoyed myself. Come back to a nice home. I will cook dinner, uh, you know, uh, on days that I don't go out because I love cooking. I would serve myself a nice glass of red wine and just had a good time. Get on the computer, do some work, you know, maybe watch a movie. I was, I, I feel like I was leaving the life. So with that, really, I had so much appreciation for the woman that I was, that I was not ready to settle for nothing. And so when, you know, and then people would start giving people your numbers to call you. And I'm like, no, I had to send a cease and desist to my family that, listen, I don't need your help. You know, when I find the man that I cannot live without, then you guys will know. But now I haven't found him yet. When uh, Tay and I reconnected, I really believe this was a divine connection. Because the timing, if it had happened three years ago or two years ago, it would not have worked because I wasn't in that place yet. And I wasn't that woman that really knew what she wanted yet and wouldn't settle for nothing. So that very first phone call, I told him exactly what I wanted. But the reason I felt comfortable telling him what I wanted was because I felt comfortable like, you know what, this man could actually be the father of my kid. Or this man could actually be the man um, that I will call husband. Everybody else before that, they had, I had developed zero tolerance for foolishness. So three minutes in that conversation, you are gone. Please lose my number. Thank you. And so I didn't find, I really didn't feel that anybody else prior to that was um, worthy of me really telling you what I wanted. So I see a lot of women are in relationships for so many years and they are scared to express their needs. And I'm saying, go ahead and tell a man what you want. And if that's not what he wants, it's better to know now than later. It's perfectly okay. Because some men say, oh, all a woman wants is marriage. All a woman wants is this. No. You have to have those uh, business conversations before you actually walk down the aisle. How are your finances? How's your credit? You know, do you want children? How many children do you want? You know, all of that stuff. You know, those are important conversations to have. And if that man is not a man that is willing to have those conversations and express his own values to you, then so be it. So I was very confident in telling him what I wanted in a relationship. Mind you, this is the very first phone call. So I kind of scared him a little bit, um, but he didn't run away. So he, he stayed on and we had, you know, we, we had a great conversation and we continued that. Um, we talked again the next day. We were talking multiple times a day. And on the third day, he proposed to me over the phone, the third day. That third day, I feel the relationship was so deep. We were so rooted and connected, like we'd been talking our entire lives. And I said, yes. But I told him, I said, who proposes to a woman over the phone? You know, you need to be here down on your knees. And you know what he said? Look at your email, woman. And I checked, he had bought a ticket. He was flying in from Finland. Columbus, Mississippi, that Wednesday. And he did just that. He came in, he had two days. He flew in on Wednesday night and he flew back out on Saturday morning. 
and he proposed. So people that saw me a week before, I was single. And in a few days, I was telling people like, uh, I'm engaged. And everybody thought I was crazy. Yeah, but you know, that's our story. We were married six months later. And uh, till date, really one of the best decisions um, that I really have ever made. And I love story every step of the way. We kept having a lot of reminders that just reiterated the fact that it was ordained by God. Because so many things that we would need a whole nother uh, podcast interview just to talk about our love story. But so many things um, have happened that just really reassures um, that, you know what, he really was the right one and me the right one for him. This is now going into, I would feel like the next chapter of your life when it comes to the idea of the book, because then comes the second chapter of your life uh, and it's the life of being a mother. So how did that come about and how the idea of the book come about? I always wanted to write a book, not necessarily a book on, you know, working mothers and stuff like that. So I wanted to show women how to start successful businesses and and all of that stuff. That's the kind of book that I wanted to write. Business and leadership. You know, women bosses and CEOs, how to really lead organizations, run businesses and stuff like that. I got married, I got pregnant, and I went through a very difficult um, first pregnancy. So I suffered a severe case of uterine fibroids. And at five months, I went on bed rest. And this period was so challenging for me because I am always on the go. You know, I get up and I go, and I share this a lot in my book, but I almost went to a place of depression because I'm not used to just, I'm not bed rest and Linda Ray don't go together. You know, that was, you know, what was in my mind. But I quickly had to realize that, you know, my doctor is not stupid. And I have entrusted her to make sure I have a healthy pregnancy and bring forth a healthy baby to this world. So a mindset shift had to happen because I I needed to appreciate the bed rest and start taking the necessary measures to ensure that I bring a healthy baby to this world. So that had to happen. And when I embraced my current situation rather than fighting it, it helped me physically, helped me mentally. And in that time, you know, I was so fortunate. I had a source of income. You know, I had an online um, fitness business. I could still call my uh, clients on the phone, you know, for my life coaching clients and talk to them. So I had at least three sources of income. And, I, you know, I was still gainfully employed as I shared, you know. But I started thinking about other women that go through stuff like this. And, you know, difficult pregnancies, go on bed rest and probably get laid off. How are they turning off the light? Do they also have alternate sources of income? You know, what are they doing? So with that, you know, even through this pregnancy, I was journaling a lot. And just, I would talk to my baby angel and it was like we were having conversations and I would put them down. And when I talked to those women in my head, you know, I would put them down. You know, I started a support group of, you know, women going through challenging um, pregnancies and really just hearing the struggles of those women. And I said, you know, I would like to share more about what I'm doing. So if it can help one woman actually make it through this and keep her sanity, because when you're going through a difficult pregnancy, the last thing you want to worry about is finances. 
And, you know, we shouldn't focus on finances, but finances is important to flexibility. So you want to take care of yourself, no worrying about food or, you know, your, your rent money or mortgage money and stuff like that. So these were the experiences that made me write this book. This book is a conversation from me to other working moms, whether you're still, you know, expectant or the, the, you know, you already have the children. And I expanded it to women in general, honestly, because we talk about life. We talk about expectations. We talk about, you know, tools and principles to really just, um, you know, success tips, whether it's starting that business, whether it's taking care of yourself mentally, physically, um, loving the woman in the mirror. I see a lot of women struggle after childbirth. They don't love the woman they become. Oh, I breastfed and my breasts are not the way they used to be or my body's not. The, it's not going to be the same. You brought life to this world. You can't expect things to be the same. And if it's the same, fine. But the thing is, you should even love that new body even more when you look at that creation that God blessed you with. God could have entrusted any other human being to bring that baby, but he chose you. So we should embrace this body with gratitude, you know? And also flexibility, as I said, in terms of financial flexibility, you know, talk about ways that you could actually, um, you know, expand your reach and make some, you know, other alternate sources of income. Because I really believe we should not have one source of income because life is very unpredictable. And today, for example. A few months ago, nobody thought we would be facing a pandemic today, you know? So life is so predictable. How can we constantly reinvent ourselves and stay on top of the game? So those are the kind of things that I share in my book. I also share a lot of motivation, inspiration, self-care, and self-help tips. And also, I have a message for other women going through uterine fibroids. Because a lot of 40% of you know women of color actually suffer from uterine fibroids when they hit 30. The thing is, not everybody has symptoms. For me, I was symptomatic. I had heavy bleeding. I had the blood clots. I had lower back pain and abdominal pain. I had it all. Not everybody has those symptoms, but I'm blessed because some women suffer so much that it affects their childbearing abilities. I've been blessed with two beautiful girls and I really cannot do things any differently. I embrace all the challenges, but I embrace the joy that it's brought me. This episode is sponsored by my new book called Seeing Life Through a Different Lens, a survivor's memoir on overcoming adversity with resilience. You can visit ZakiraNayar.com. All my humanitarian missions are done under the, the charity. And as a life and leadership coach, you know, I work with individuals and um, meet to small size organizations. And we, we teach um, communication skills, um, leadership skills, and, you know, just live coaching events. You know, I say people call me the people's GPS and I've taken it. I call myself now the people's GPS because I have a philosophy that in life coaching, I am not a magician. I'm a GPS. So you have to be willing to drive and I can give you directions, but you drive yourself there. So a lot of people want to come to a life coach and say, this are the things going on and expect you to not just fix it, but do it. So you have to be willing to commit the time and willing to do the exercises and the things that I offer you. So I will be your GPS if you, you know, you're in need of a life coach. I will show you where to go. But you have to be willing and able to drive.
If you don't have a driver's license for your life, um, you know, I can help you get one, but I would not drive for you because you have to be willing and able to drive. So, and then, um, you know, we've talked about my book. I'm a published author. You can find my book, Memoirs of a Working Mother. It's on Amazon um, and Barnes and Novels. It's also on memoirsofaworkingmother.com. If you order from memoirsofaworkingmother.com, I will personally autograph the book for you and send it on there as well. We have, you know, other things that we, we do to raise funds, um, you know, for, for the charity. And one thing that I do, like, you know, podcasts, you know, I'm a professional speaker. I really do speak as a profession. So um, if you, you know, you can go on my website and see the topics that I speak on. And I'm definitely there to facilitate your event, be a keynote, be on your panel, just, um, you know, what have you. I'm a captain in the Air Force. I'm a medical service corps officer I'm right here at Dover Air Force Base. So with this pandemic going on, we're still working. And thank you for your service. So we're not staying home. So we're essential frontline workers and, and, you know, we're still showing up and, and, and working. Tell me again your website of where we can find out, find you on social media and find, uh, find you your speaking experience. If you go to my website, um, lindaarray.com, it has my philanthropy work. It, it has, I think that would be the one. On Instagram, I am Linda underscore Array. On Facebook, I am Linda Array. I don't have a Twitter account. I've really never been tweeting, but the charity has a Twitter account. It's Wild Inc. So W-I-L-D-E-I-N-C. And you can also find the charity on Facebook. It's Women in Leadership, Development, and Empowerment. And on Instagram, it's wild. That's W-I-L-D-E underscore I-N-C. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Linda Ray. Perfect. Well, thank you, Linda. This has been amazing. I know a lot of my listeners will resonate and relate and will be inspired and hopefully will also take advantage of yeah, absolutely. Just go on those um, links that I shared and I look forward to connecting with your listeners moving forward in future. And thanks again for having me. Thank you for listening to the Living Legacy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, follow, and download so you don't miss the next episode. If you want to learn more, you can visit ZakiraNayar.com. That's Z-A-A-K-I-R-A-H-N-A-Y-Y-A-R. Com. Do you have any suggestions on a topic you want to be talked about? Send me an email or leave them in a review. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends.